Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as lightworkers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's the Word, we will discuss a word, think community, balance, tenacity, etc., in hopes of motivating our audience to incorporate more of that into their lives. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Yes. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Look at us. We're all here. Um, welcome back to the Dreamcatchers podcast. Where am I looking? Oh, there I am. Hi. Um, welcome back for an episode of What's the Word? We are thrilled to be here this morning broadcasting live from AB Fitness in Mammoth Beach um, with these lovely ladies for an episode of What's the Word? As I mentioned, today's word is community. Uh, which we will obviously unpack, but we can probably figure out why we chose that for this group. I'm Jamie, for those that don't know me, and my sister Marissa. Hey, everybody. Um, and I'm just sharing on Instagram that we're live. On. We're excited. This has been this has been a long courtship. Um, Jamie's been wanting these girls on the podcast since like you know 1972. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, before I was born, since before most by many of all of us were born, um, including me. Um, and we're honored and excited to be here because everybody has such a, a a great story. We have some pivoters. We have some dreamers. We have all of uh, Jamie and my. Famous tag words present. Correct. Um, and I think usually when we start, we start at the very beginning. Um, and I really think that that unifies start all of us. Start at the very beginning. <laughs> it's a very good place to start. It is a very good place to start. Okay. So with that said, if you've never listened to one of our podcasts before, and it will not shame you even though there's been 85. Um, <laughs> Today is 85. Today is 85. Right? 85. I like to ask, or Jamie and I like to ask, the OG question. What did you want to be, or what is the earliest memory of what you wanted to be when you grow up? Because our guests, maybe some of you dreamed of teaching fitness or spin. Doing <laughs> a kettlebell. <laughs> when you were a baby, you're like... Ride a bike to nowhere. Um, so, <laughs> in I'm, a dark room. In a dark room. Um, but we like Marissa specifically likes to do the correlation between what we dreamed of and what we do now. And so much of what we kind of preach and educate with our clients and the people that we help, it's 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 not far off sometimes from what you truly wanted to be. And what we try to help our clients do is get closer to that dream job. To yes, be like, because the dream earlier. job yes. is not always attainable and or it changes as we age. Um, and we like to promote finding the dream within the job um, if it doesn't match what you had thought of when, let's say, you were eight years old. 
So I think we should start with the grown-ups, not shaming anybody here into being the grown-ups. <laughs> and by grown-ups, you mean, mean the more the elders, the, the elders, <laughs> the the mentors <laughs> of the group, the elders um, of the group. So let's start with Allie. <laughs> Allie Sorry, Allie. We're Allie, going in first. Why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. And then tell us before we unpack your story what you wanted to be when you were five or eight or whatever you remember. Okay. Hello, everybody. I am Allie Kane. Um, I did not have very large aspirations when I was growing up. All I wanted to be was a mom. Um, and I that actually, is a large aspiration. But I said that like all the way up into college. So uh, a career was not something that I just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, uh, which I have achieved. But I've had a wild journey uh, throughout that time to get there. But uh, But yeah, that was it. Wait, I love that you open with that. Yeah. Allie, what's your role at AB? What's your title, if you want to call it that? Uh, I am co-owner with Ashley at Ride and of AB Fitness Mammoth Beach, but that is a new thing. I was just a member of the community um, for probably five years before coming on board. She was my trainer. I walked in off the street. I used to commute to New York City. Um, and I spent a lot of time with her at 5 a.m. We became really good friends and I joined as a co-owner about a year ago. That's amazing. Yeah. See, finding a dream job. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, we always tell people it doesn't matter when. And, you know, it's... Do you still train at 5 a.m.? Just ask me for a friend. <laughs> I was here at 6 today, but no. I occasionally, but no, I'd rather never do that at 5 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> but I <Yeah>. fully... <laughs> it's, funny. Was, it's funny how the 5 a.m. Yeah. retires. I think if you're commuting to the city, it is the best way to start your day. Yes, because um, it belongs to you. And the people that are here to brighten your day, like Kaylee and Jen, really early in the morning, like thank God for them because it really makes yes. all the difference. And Ashley did it for 10 years with a group. I think she trained people at 4 a.m., 4.30, 10 yeah. years, <laughs> which is wild. But it makes your day so much better being able to get a workout in before you I once go. made a new mom friend recently who doesn't commute and and works out at that time. And I literally told her, I'm like, I don't think we can really be friends. Like, <laughs> um, if you make that life decision, there's something fundamentally different. I know, I mean, I know who you're talking about. I'm like, we're not friends. Like, we're not like, I'm like, I really like her though. But like, who does that? Like, I was like, um, but I get it. But it's the moment of the day. And I'm like, no. Um, All right. So, but I have so the luxury Allie, of working out when I'm able. Yes. Allie no longer works out at 5 a.m. Yep. But used that to pivot her life. Yep. Um, okay. And she wanted to be a mom when she grew up. Who which else she is a grown up? I'm just kidding. You're now going to go like an age order. Let's see. <laughs> I think it's Rachel next. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Rachel really next. Going I got to ask by a whole year. Um, okay. When I was. Wait, introduce yourself. Oh, first. I'm Rachel. Um, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a singer. Like and perform, and I sang all through um, high school and elementary school. This is something I did not know. And I wanted to be a teacher. So, and I, I ultimately became a first grade teacher. But yeah, that's what so I wanted to do. So performing and teaching. So do you see the correlation? I, mean, I think so. Um, I just have to move my sciatica leg really quick on screen. I'm going to do some leg lifts for everyone. Next to one of the teachers that taught me how to do that. Um, okay. I think you should get into pretzel. <laughs> this is going to be a good look. I'm, hi, everyone on LinkedIn. Pretzel. This is what it looks like. Yes. Um, Here it is. So you wanted to be a singer? I did. I didn't know this about you as I'm raising one. I actually am sick, so I have no voice, but yes, I can sing. (laughs) What was your fate? What was like, what was your thing? Like, 
Ariel or Beyonce? I mean, I was more of like a back then. I really loved Selena. Oh, yeah. Oh, like Selena. that movie was like my, like, the, like I love So like a J Lo moment. Yeah, very J Yeah. <laughs> the earrings and all. A very yeah, much okay. so. I got it. Um, Still. Okay. So obviously it doesn't so. take too much for me to correlate, and we will unpack before and after there. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you do teach and you do channel your music mm-hmm. very yeah. much so. I mean, I take her class and her playlist is extremely important to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, music and is the most important. I mean, music product. is the power of music. We talk about this in my house all the time. Mm-hmm. The power of music is a healing, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. no matter what you believe in, mm-hmm. music in general is a spiritual experience for yes. most people. Yes. Um, so what you bring to a class elevates. Yeah. So technically you may not be singing, but you are. Yeah, finding resonance. Yes. Yeah. Great. So the next mentor or elder, elder. (laughs) Now the next elder um, is AB herself. (laughs) Hello, um, I'm Ashley, and I know I don't think anyone even would believe it, or it's kind of cliched, but I was always into sports growing up, and I like wanted to be professional something. Um, what my did you parents, play? I swam mm-hmm. and played oh, tennis. Oh, you were a swimmer. Yes. Yeah. You played tennis? And played tennis. Same. Swam through college. Um, but when I was seven, my parents got me like a dumbbell weight rack. And that was like my favorite gift ever. And I'm like, Aww. I have pictures of it. And I'm like, this is just so funny because where we we are all, all now. <laughs> but, I'm, yeah. I'm leaning against one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of funny. It's a lower back massage. It is. <laughs> so your parents gave you, so, so at seven, I was like, I'm just, I'm just like working doing, out. Yeah. And like, like you wanted a, a weight yeah, rack. Yeah. Where did that come from? Like, did I don't know. That's you? not a Barbie, by the way. No. no, my, my parents were athletic. My dad played basketball. He was like, you know, very into sports, but I don't know. Still on the tennis court. Every Still day. on the tennis court every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It was just like in me for some reason. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love. I want to. I know it really is fascinating, actually. <laughs> you know, because did no you have one, a job other than this? Um, no, I, honestly, this is like my first real job. Ten years ago, right? Because I'm like trying ago. to do the math on you, yeah. and, you and and this. I went through like, like eight years of like not knowing what I wanted to do. I was but, personal training at people's houses. I was teaching first grade assistant teaching at Holy Cross. Coaching, coaching you're, swimming. So you're from you're from here. Yeah, I grew up here. Yep. Went to RFH um, and yeah, coached swimming for five years and then finally realized this is kind of what I wanted to do. So, so when you, did you open the first space? A oh. year after Sandy, um, 2013. 2013. Yeah. And Seabright was like, you know, dead at the time. Yeah. So it was kind of like. So were some of your students, your RFH, because that <laughs> would make sense. Mm-hmm. Were your RFH students some of your first clientele? Yeah, 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 for sure. They must have loved coming to your gym if you were their teacher or like oh, in your community. Uh, no, I was in like, first grade. Oh, uh, uh, no, oh, my first. But now they're the twenty, first graders, yeah. and now they're now coming, they're and now it's scary. And I'm no, like, oh my you were, god, they're the ones that are home from college yes. taking our bikes. They are. It's yeah. very funny. It's time to go back. Yeah, I'm over the weight list. Yeah, kids walk in and she's like, "I can do your how to swim." Um, Yeah, yeah, the swim coach part. Yeah. 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 So I I find that so interesting. So I mentioned this off camera, but I'm going to say it. Shout out to Courtney Armstrong, who is the person who brought me to new mommy Courtney, new mommy Courtney. So when I first moved here, which a lot of us can, some of us can relate. The elders, (laughs) Um, (laughs) childcare, and just figuring out how to do this life is very challenging when you're commuting. And 
So when I was moving here, we were moving from Hoboken. We had this like really easy commute. Um, I needed to find a babysitter. And so I, you know, put my ad on care.com and I got super lucky and found like an RFH grad that had been living at home. It was trying to figure out, you know, next she steps. She was in uh, PT school. Um, and she school. told me flat out, which by the way, if you're listening and you do this kind of thing for a living in between, she was just really honest with me up front. She's like, I can only give you six months because then I'm going to school. Um, and I was like, I'll take it. Cause I just need somebody to like help me get here. And it was like the best six months of my life. I love her so much. She was like family. Um, but she actually was the one that told me about AB at the beginning. Um, and she just had a baby. I love her. Um, oh. She ended up being able to stay with us for a year. So you never know. So <laughs> interviewing someone. Um, and she was like, the, it was like the best year ever. But no, she, you know, is a young person that went to our age, probably similar, you know, in your community, yeah. in your orbit. It was probably some of your first customers, which yeah. is yeah. a huge way to start. Okay. So I love that. And I love that you want, you kind of wanted to be this the whole time, yeah. which is very unique, but I do think that's really awesome. All right. Amari, what about you? Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Mari, and I'm so excited to be here. First of all, thank you so much for having me. We're us. happy to have you. Um, but she radiates. I... Look at this one. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> when I was little, the first thing that I wanted to be was um, the girl that puts the voice in the Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And, okay. I, and then, oh, like a voiceover. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That, yeah. that happened when I was like probably four years old. Um, but then I always loved singing and I've always loved like musical theater and things like that. But um, I then found the sport of figure skating and I wanted to be a professional figure skater. All right. So what do you, what do you, what did you <laughs> do? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Same. Let me just, let me just correlate this for the audience. What did you do up until five minutes before joining AB? What were right. you doing right before? <laughs> That sounds so appropriate for lonely. the 20s. <laughs> yeah. No, what were you doing you right do before during your what 20s? What, was your, what yeah. was your job right before you came here? I was a professional figure skater for Disney. Disney on ice. <gasps> Oh my so god, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. like a real life Disney <gasps> princess, guys. I'm like leading the question. I'm like, Mari, yeah. tell us about being yeah. a Disney princess. Um, as that was your dream. Who, who, yes. Which ones? I was all a, a whole bunch Equal of Equal opportunity, like Belle and Ariel. I <laughs> tried out for those, but they were like, no. Nah. They they gave me like Pocahontas and Mulan. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. But it was a You know what? It's a deeper conversation. We'll skip it this one. Yeah. Well, We'll get to that later. Yeah. Oh my Maybe gosh, after. that's so amazing. And, and yeah. you know, we'll probably unpack this at some point during the conversation, sure. but I'd like to understand how did you actually get that job? Like, how did you land that dream job? I was it years and years of years of work. Years and years, went to the rink an hour and a half commute twice a day, was homeschooled for a lot of it, um, trained six to seven hours a day, six days a week. And you loved it the whole time. Not really. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious because I mean that's something that's so hard for people that parents yeah. a parent a true dreamer, right? Yes. So here we are. Somebody, parenting a dreamer. Somebody we all have had dreams, right? Yeah. And then you become an adult and you know what dreams do mm. and yeah. how to get to them because sure. dreaming actually takes a lot of hard work. Sure. And when I hear a story like that, you wonder as a mom, like, do you push? Yeah. Do you encourage mm-hmm. or do you pause? Right. So, I mean, how much of it did you not love? Um, 
It was honestly, I, I can't even really find the words to answer that question. It was yeah. just such a passion of mine that started from here. Yeah. And um, the support that I received from my parents, my mom worked three jobs to get me through it because figure skating is not cheap. No. And, you know, my dad was a school teacher. And so I put my whole life into it. And the fact that I can still put on skates every day and make a living and now be introduced to this community because of it. Um, has been such a life-changing Is that how you landed with AB Fitness? Was it through your relationship at Navising? <laughs> yeah. It was all her. Oh, you scooped her up. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, what, what is it that you do now? So obviously, you know, yes. you're, so you're doing figure yeah. skating yes. at Navising. I direct the program at Navising Country Club. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also teach spin and yoga here at AB Fitness. Throughout. So I just want to tell our you audience. You never know who you're going to meet. So exactly. Everybody, you know, not every community is fortunate to have as robust, and we'll talk about that word community, where we live and many friends and colleagues and people in our personal life have said that our impact or our community on the map is extremely inspiring. We happen to live in an area of the country where we get a lot mm -hmm. from our yes. surroundings. So, you know, but this story, you know, we're talking to, and I'm saying this with love endearingly, these are local celebrities in our little micro world, you know, to work at, as the figure skating coach at Navasing country club is a really big deal. Yeah. If you live in our five mile radius. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping any of you out there that's listening, or who could be listening can relate to this to people that are surrounding you in your little worlds mm -hmm. um, and take their stories and have them grow a little bit. Because, you know, I think for many of us, like Ali and me and Jamie, and I think Rachel too, there were several years where I didn't think anything existed outside of the Manhattan landscape. Yeah. <laughs> like when I lived in Manhattan, to me, any single thing that happened in the world outside of the Manhattan didn't actually happen. <laughs> like doctors, gyms, hair, hair food, yeah. dentist, nothing like, happened you know, off that island. Switch. You know, and, like, and, and there's still secretly some things that I still go back there for. Yes. But my point is, I guess is I need to find a hairstylist. Yeah. That, you know, hey, yeah. Regina. Um, hey, Regina. But, I mean, when you hear these stories, these are people that are making really big impact in a small place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, big fish, small pond theme. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Just wanted to bring that back to the big picture for a minute. Oh, yes. I I'm, I love you. You're here for it. Mari's here for it. It's giving, it's giving inspiration. Okay. okay. I just That's have to trying. add on Mari. So she literally had never ridden or taken a spin class when I approached her about coming yeah. to teach. If that's not the most wild, she's that just is. like, she's a magical human. And that I, you're just knew, natural at it. We knew that we were opening a new spin studio. And I was like, we need her in this world because she, if she can do this on the ice with children, I can only imagine what she would do in a dark room um, with, oh, sorry. I felt awkward. That's on so bias, I, go nowhere. I can only imagine what she could do in a dark room. Uh, um, and I, I, I was like, Mari, I want you to come take a spin yeah. class. And she took, was it your, well, yeah. I wanted to be, I, Honestly, wanted to, wanted to be Kaylee, Kaylee. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Still to this day, I just want to be Kaylee, Kaylee so bad. Compliments to the chef. Yeah. All right, Kaylee. Now it's your, now turn. It's your turn. Hi, I'm Kaylee. Um, I didn't really have like a clear path uh, growing up. Like, there was never like anything that like I specifically wanted to do. But my mom taught fitness in a big gym, so like I grew up going into the gym like from day one. Um, so I mean, I tacked several times in and out 
getting to here. Um, right after college, I took a job in corporate America at a marketing firm in North Jersey. And then um, I didn't start teaching originally. I was front desk for mm-hmm. like two years, folding towels, mm-hmm. doing social media. Um, and then one day I was like, I think that I can do this. <laughs> so, um, and that's kind of where it started. Like my first like year I was teaching classes with like two or three people in them. Um, and then it kind of just grew after that. So. And you're local too? I, yes, I live in, yeah, I live in Highlands now. But did you grow up here? I grew up in Tom's River. Tom's River. So not that far. Yeah, not that far. So I think what's really interesting about all of your stories connecting is that it's so much of what Marissa and I preach when we're talking to people that are looking for work, right? So our major client base are small businesses, entrepreneurs that are just starting out, but also a lot of job seekers, people that are just trying to figure out what they want to do and how to get there. And I think so much of what you guys have shared, I know Rachel didn't really talk about it yet, but I do want to come back to you about it, is just leaning into your community around you, right? So Kaylee takes a job at the front desk that she sees however she sees it. And then because of her relationship with Ashley or whatever it is, she finds the confidence to start teaching, right? Mari meets Ali at Navisink, they start chatting. So this type of, you know, this is just the the concept that we teach, which is building your own orbit, building your own network, leaning on the people around you. And the lesson can be here, there, or anywhere. But also just like look up, around, down, wherever you're looking to see what people that you love and know are doing. Like Kaylee was like, my mom was a teacher. So it's like, I got, you know, so, you know, my dad, my dad was a staffing person, a recruiter. That's how Marissa and I both were raised. And somehow we like fought against it, fought against it, but we all aggressively fought, aggressively (laughs) fought, um, (laughs) that we would end up in the family business for many years for both of us. And now doing this for ourselves, um, and not so much in the recruiting space as much as coaching, but same thing. Um, So I think that it's really interesting to point that out. But actually, I wanted to go back to Rachel for that, actually. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your story because I know Rachel's story personally, but I think what's really fascinating about what happened with you is that you found this through an injury, which is bananas if you think about it. So somebody laying at home thinking about this or thinking like, oh, I can't really work out. I wish I could do this. You know, tell us about what happened with you. And before you speak, January tends to be a month that's filled with very high and very low. Mm. So there's all of this inspiration out there and social media and, you know, publications talking to you about resolutions and, and whatnot. It also happens to be ironically, or maybe not so much the, one of the most challenging mental health months of the year. Okay. So I think fitness and wellness and community are really profound words to think about in January. Mm -hmm. So I think you guys being here is very well-timed. And Rachel's story coming up, a phoenix in the rising, (laughs) may I say, um, is very important for people that are maybe feeling very overwhelmed by what their expectation of themselves are for the next 12 months. And I think you can can speak to that. Sure. So, I mean, I was an athlete growing up, but I was always kind of like a uh, frustrated, stunted athlete. Like I played traveling soccer and I was really good and I would hurt my knee and I kept hurting myself. And finally, after going to like a million doctors, found out that my tibia bones were like faced wrong and I was bone on bone like in my knees when I was 16 years old and I had to give up soccer and then I had to give up running and then I had to give up dance. And I felt like my fitness journey was just a series of giving up. Right. Mm. So I 
um, after I had kids, I went for my CrossFit level one, um, certification and I learned a ton about functional movement and about why it's so important injured or not to like Greg Glassman, the creator of CrossFit, he gives this great speech where he talks about like, how long do you want to be able to wipe your own ass? Like, I'm not even kidding. That's what he yes. says. And everyone's like... I mean, like, that's valid. Everyone's like... Deep for, thought for a forever. really long time. Yes. Yes. Forever. Forever. And, and yes. like, I remember that that, like, really struck a chord in me. And then it was, like, a matter of finding my way. So I, like, I had this wonderful orthopedist who introduced me to Pilates. And I did Pilates at home because back then, like, it wasn't like it is now. Like, you couldn't just, like, get... You were there were no LA Pilates girls. Like you could not just like do Pilates. So I did Mari Windsor videos for 25 years to keep myself able to be fit in the gym. And then when I found Ashley, I had been working out at home for a long time. And, you know, I had two kids and I, I came to the gym and I started getting in the best shape of my life from Ashley's workouts, like of my life. And like that same year, Sammy, um, my youngest, I threw my back out with him and I was like, you know, what could I do still? And she's like, why don't you just sit on a spin bike? <laughs> and I was like, I could probably sit on a spin bike, like with, while I'm healing, like I was in physical therapy and I was like, I hate spin. Like I did it in workout world once and whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I hate it. But I was like, you know, I'm going to buy the shoes. I'm going to do the things. And I did. And it ended up becoming like, maybe my favorite thing I've ever done in my entire life blew my entire mind. And like, then we started having our first like dance related rhythm based spin classes blew my mind like even more, like wanted to do this every day, but obviously you can't only do cardio. You need to like find strength. So I started slowly coming back. Yeah. I started Shoot. slowly. <laughs> I know. I slowly started coming back to, you know, the floor and modifying everything. And like, I would be in the back with a band around my, my, um, legs and going home and reading about how I could work the same muscles. And I was like, just doing weird shit in the back of Ashley's classes and still finding results. Right. But then it started getting really weird because my knees were getting really bad. And ultimately I had to have this crazy surgery where I have like a cadaver tibia bone. It's kind of like a Macy. And I didn't walk for, um, I didn't walk for eight months without crushes. Um, I didn't put my feet on the ground for six weeks and six hours a day I was attached to like this machine. And being that I was at this like great place in my fitness life before that, it was like the lowest point for me ever mentally, mental health. Okay. And Allie like was there with me through when the whole thing. When your body doesn't work and yeah. we all take this for granted yeah. because I know firsthand how yeah. tough I am on myself. Yeah. And most women are actually. When your body doesn't work, yeah, the perspective is way different. Mm. It's, um, it's, it's. I mean, I will never. I've never taken my fitness for granted because it's always been a challenge for me. But it was the most humbling thing I've ever went through in my entire life. And when I came back from it, it was a crazy long road, and I was lifting with a bodybuilding coach one on one for a year virtually, just to like 
be able to get back on a spin bike. And when I did come back originally, I wasn't ready. And then I tried again and Kaylee FaceTimed me from her classes. It was like, it was like all I could think about was getting back into that room. And when I did, I realized like, I'm going to have to change the way I've been going about this if I want to keep doing this forever. And I asked Ashley if she would be open to me finding like a low impact Pilates bar based blend, something that I could do. And she was like, sure. (laughs) So then like me being like such a, and, and this like just quick caveat, like I was a special ed teacher when I was teaching, right? So I'm like, well, here I am, like making accommodations and finding accessibility for myself. See, she's now she's doing my job. Yeah. For myself. Yes. And I, I, so I, I did like, I did bar method. I did, bar, I got certified in something called bar sculpt. And Ashley's like, you're certified. That's great. Like, are you ready? I was like, no, it sucks. I was like, I can't I teach like it. it. I don't like it. It's not it. And I kept going and I found this method called bar clips. And I was like, I, from the first class, I was like, this is it. I know it. And it was just really empowering and it was really accessible and it was really body positive and gender inclusive and just like everything that like fitness should be. It should be for like your well being and for, and like coming from a place of gratitude. She has her like master yoga teacher training, the woman who created it. And it just like aligned with my soul, you know? And, um, and, and now I probably have more muscle mass than I had before. And it's because I've been able to like pivot my into this low impact strength training cardio life that they just like, they just they like, you. they were like, go, they gave you the opportunity. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm trying yeah. to take these classes as much as I can. Yeah. I don't really look like Rachel yet. No, stop. So I'm not stop. sure if I need to it. spend eight months tied to some no. machine uh, in order to get there, which no. hopefully is not happening. No. Um, but no. you know, my point no. is, is this inspirational story actually yeah. makes taking her class that much more powerful. So yeah. when I came to her, yeah. because, you know, for me, AB was something I did when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. Then I commuted for a lot of years where I couldn't balance going outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Other than the few things I do, I play tennis avidly and I can't, and that's my love. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can't really truly get out that much more than that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, COVID. Yeah. Um, God, COVID. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think what happened there was here I am in my 40s, yes, and I'm home for multiple months. I'm also a germaphobe, so I took it a little more personally than uh, okay. a lot of others. And it took me a long time to get back out there, and I was playing tennis. And last year, someone convinced me to join the middle-aged rage of pickleball and being the competitive crazy loon that I am I went in kind of aggressively because I'm like this is for babies and I was like what's this table tennis version of tennis like, this is ridiculous why am I so close to the net I did exactly what everyone says happens I got hurt and I was in PT all the summer and when I met Rachel Rachel said, Marissa, you need to do all of these things that basically I was learning PT. And she's like, if you do them, you will feel better. So meanwhile, that was, I don't know, six months ago. Mm -hmm. I have had very limited back pain since then. And Mm -hmm. I have chronic back pain. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I have very limited sciatica pain (laughs) and it's, and I have chronic sciatica since my second child. So, and it comes from literally doing shit like this guys. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Doing shit like this. All right. Which I was showing you before. And, and, and all of us do all these crazy things for years. Yeah. And I may not be the skinniest, most gorgeous girl on the block, but I can lift my leg without pain. And you can do what you love. Yes. Um, so, you know, I think, and I think as you get older, fitness is about feeling good. It is. Yeah. And and less about vanity. Sorry. That's all it's about. That's all. And and I have to tell you, like there, there are so many fitness communities and I have been a part of so many gyms and in none of them is the feeling that it is in ours. And it really is like, it is like, it is my, it is my therapy. It is like the, when I sat in that room with the stupid thing on my leg and you FaceTimed me, like all I thought about was getting back to that room. And wellness. That, that, it's because mm. it is wellness. Yes. Movement is wellness. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm crying by the way. And like, movement. sorry. Oh my God. I, I cry every episode. Um, <laughs> so I'm a Pisces. So, um, so sorry guys. It's not that moving because Jamie cries and everything. Every, sorry. <laughs> Nothing to do with how amazing your story is. I cried everything. Um, but what I was going to say is for me to correlate it back to um, the community that you guys have built is I grew up as a dancer, competitive dancer my yeah. entire life, I constantly on a stage, constantly competing. And my entire life was around rhythm and movement, my yeah. entire life. So for me, workout is, yes, it's mental, but it's also music. Like yeah. for me, it is music number one. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, oh, why do you like that class? What do you do? You know, for me, it's always been about music. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found Soul Cycle. That's how I found Tootsie. These are the people that I love now. And I talk about every episode also. And Lori and Tootsie have been on the podcast. Lori Cole at, at Soul Cycle. Anybody that's inspired us through the in 2006. years. It's music. That is the core value of fitness yeah. for these particular teachers. And that's what I, where I found my joy. So when I found Kaylee and I found Mari and I found Rachel, it's because their classes are music driven. Yeah. And like, first of all, Kaylee is 30. <laughs> she, she just turned 30. I'm sorry. I'm just talking. Um, Happy birthday, Kaylee. Almost 13 years younger than me. And she is like my soul like sister when it comes to music I'm like how do you know like yeah. goodbye yeah. Earl by yeah. Jamie, Jamie oh and I, I was in that class Jamie and I, I sing together I was, I was like what's happening right now I'm like how do you A know this B why are you playing and C it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know what I mean it's like exactly what I need at this moment and I will say to my sister all the time like you don't understand Kaylee's music is like as if I took my iPod from like 1998. Your like, nano? My nano. <laughs> and like clipped. I still have my nano. And like same. And like like plugged it in at, at AB. Like I think I, yeah. I think I knew we were gonna be friends when I played Goodbye Earl and like, I looked at you Earl. singing at the top yeah. of your lungs. I was like, I'm we're gonna like, do we're gonna be close here. What's happening right now? And it was like I might be the only person in the room that knows this song also. No, and Allie, okay. And we're like screaming, and I'm like it's just, this is what I love about fitness for yeah. me, like personally. Yes. And of course the benefits of it. Well, it's the right. It's the raising your vibration. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, you know, I think speaking of raising vibration, right. And, and, and I think about what you envisioned when you started this out mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm sorry, Ashley, yeah. um, when you started this, did you have any idea that you were trying to create a world where people felt safe and supported? 
I mean, yes, I would love, always love that, but no, I had no idea what this was going to become. <laughs> right. Um, I, when we were in 3B, it was literally just personal training to start. Yes, 3B. Um, <laughs> 3B. Like, yes. yes, it was 3B yes. for four years. Um, and then it like gradually like, started to do my name. Yeah. <laughs> more classes and things like that. Classes like weren't a big thing back then, mm -hmm. you know, so I really didn't know. And then it just kind of like grew organically, like just because we were so embedded in the community already. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I growing up here, I coached swimming, Seabright Beach Club. Because your programming Cross. is savage. <laughs> she is a beast. So but yeah, uh, I joke though that like her degree is in like sports psychology. So yeah. I'm like, I knew what you were doing. You pretend you don't, but you knew. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Did you go, did your major in that? I did, yeah. Where did you go? West Virginia. Oh, WVU, oh, uh, Morgantown. Yeah. Um, that's a good sports team to follow, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was very fun. By the way, I, I've been there. You were? Yeah. Shout out you to made John Pugliotti. Yeah. <laughs> My high school boyfriend went there. Um, uh -oh. I was there. It was a, a long time. I actually did this application. Not, not that I need to know that. Um, I remember applying for it. Um, but that was many, many years ago. Um, but it was a great, great, great. He Great, had a tea, fun a place. Tea top and also had a good sports program, if I remember. Yeah, yeah we, we did really well when we were there. It was fun. Yeah, she's and I swam you there. You swam there? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it Division One? It was, yep. Big East. Wow. She's a mm -hmm. yeah. She still holds the record for the mile. No, I don't know if I do anymore. <laughs> I might. I don't we know. We should go look at the Red Bank. Rachel's right. like, let's Google it fast. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. trying to picture you in like a swim cap. I know. really feel like your vibe. I know. I like it. I like it. Lifeguard, yes. Swim cap, let's, yeah, okay. Um, okay, so let's let's pivot the conversation to the community that you've built. Yeah. So obviously I think, you know, actually I'd like to direct this question oddly to Mari because, you know, Mari, here's an example of somebody that wasn't even in the community and was approached by somebody to come join it. So, you know, I'd love to actually hear from each of you, if you don't mind, this is the question that I really find, you know, the most poignant for this conversation is what about this community and what the word community means to what you have now built. experienced. So I think built. there's two parts to that question. You can talk to either one or both is the community of the family that you have here as, as coworkers and the, why you decided to join this fitness team, but also the community of your riders and your, you know, your clients and the people that are coming in the door. So Mari, you, you could start yes. us out there. That would be awesome. Um, I can't even, I'll probably start crying too, but don't worry. I can't even <laughs> explain how much this space and the space at ride and the people that walk through those doors, they mean so much to me because I, I mean, you know, I was on the road for 10 years and things were changing all the time and everything was so temporary and my relationships and my friendships, it just, you know, there's eight different shows and I was hopping around them all over the place for all of my life. Mm. Um, and I also grew up in Tokyo, Japan, which is not that close to here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in case I, you're curious. It's not, it's not, an, exit, it's not an exit off the Garden State Parkway. Yeah, no, that no. Like, what exit? Exactly. <laughs> and um, I think I never really knew what that word meant until... Hmm. I was introduced to to these wonderful people um, and the fact that, you know, COVID happened and I was like, 
what am I going to, what am I going to do? Right. I, I, we all went through it and I don't wish that upon anyone ever again. It was, it was the, terrible. it was the unifier though. It didn't matter yeah, your age or exactly. where you were in your life. You're Every right. single person went through it at, and, sure, sure. So, and had similar feelings to yeah, what you did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, Allie took me under her wing and then I just wanted to be Kaylee and I wanted to be <laughs> Rachel and I wanted to be, you know, it, it, it all rotates and, the more that you put out into the universe what you believe in and what you want, it comes back. It definitely comes back mm. to you. I, I, as cliche as that sounds, like no. it's so, it's such an important thing to remember. You can't just close it in and like hold it to yourself. You got to put it out there. So you are a young woman that has traveled the world. Mm. Yeah. With a dream yes. job. Yes, ma'am. The definition of dream job. Yeah. And your bucket is full. Here, here. Yeah. By being quote unquote home. One hundred and ten percent. Isn't it funny yeah. in quotes how the perception of dream mm-hmm. it's a changes. Bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that my yeah. sister, sister singing another lyric? There she goes. She looks like there she goes again. I'm like, I'm gonna do it at least twice more. By the way, we're here. so different. <laughs> Have you not noticed? Everyone's like, you guys are twins. I'm like, we're not. We're actually <laughs> we're not. We sound like <laughs> How's your leg? It's not Stretch it out. Do a, do a leg lift. Do a um, I love your story. That's a beautiful that story. Too. And you know, we talk about dream jobs. To, you know, to, the definition of a dream job changing, right? So your dream job when you're 17, 21 could be a Disney princess, Disney and ice, all the things, and you reach that dream, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're in a place where you're like, okay, my dream job might be, and I'm talking like in general, not just to you now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to work close to home, yeah. Allie. I don't want to commute anymore. Um, I want to be a pickup for my kids. Yeah. That's the dream, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So here's Allie who, who, who lived yeah, a dream job Allie. in yeah. media. Allie, like, what did, did the thing? By the way, working. Kaylee, I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm going to take from her. Kaylee, <laughs> when I met you, which was the other day, um, <laughs> I said to Jamie, two words, two words. Which Allie will laugh at when I met her. I'm like, if 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 it wasn't this, it was ad sales. Like, yeah, she is. Yeah, you would hire her. She would be sales assistant number well, she one. She worked in marketing, so I know. But, but like to me, she is full blown. Who's she taking to lunch? How is she expensing it? Right. Like yeah. you were, and little do you know that that would have been how your other half might have happened. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of, I think it's super important for our pivoters. Yeah. Um, to hear your story, like where you came from, what your dream jobs, we knew what you wanted yeah. to be, which you also are doing. Um, and the kids really, really are the most important part of everything we but all here do. You are like kind of Go. living this new dream. Job, yes. Right? So tell yeah. us about that and the community, obviously, that you yeah. built around it. So I um, worked a traditional corporate job. So I am like a career marketer. So I have worked for various brands for the last 20 years. Um, started in Los Angeles doing entertainment marketing, did a stint at Red Bull, um, joined an entertainment marketing agency, grew it, sold it, uh, took a break for a few months, and then went to Facebook. Um, Which, by the way, is funny to call that traditionally corporate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But so, she was in comparison. Yes, in yeah. comparison. And she worked with yeah. Sarah, who we love, Sarah yes. Personette, yeah. also on our podcast. Um, also on the podcast, dear friend from Hoboken. Yeah. But, yeah, and, you know, worked in this big job. Yeah. Community. 
I mean, always Hence the 5 a.m. workouts, always building though. So like always starting when like brands or companies were small. So when I joined Facebook, we were small. We were like 4000 employees in New York. And I was one of like three marketing people in the New York office. Um, and it was awesome and it was fun and it was amazing. And I got married while I was there and I had three babies while I was there and I moved to the suburbs um, and kind of did all the things And I actually remember um, being at a conference, like a women's conference talking. And I asked a question to Cheryl Sandberg and mm -hmm. I said, you know, time seems to be like you, you go on this ladder and you're like achieving all these milestones. And like all of a sudden you've built this amazing life, but you don't have time to enjoy it. And I had asked her like, time seems to be the most finite resource that you probably have in your life. Right. She's this huge, huge executive. Um, how do you like, do you regret anything? Do you miss anything? And you know, she kind of like teared up and she didn't necessarily have like the See, even Cheryl cries during yeah. coffee. Yeah, she does. Um, and it was this aha moment for me in that right now my kids are really little and it, I could keep going at this pace, but I might regret it in 10 years. And I had a career coach and she was like, what happens if you quit tomorrow? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like everything happens. I've been this like women like preaching that we can do it all, but I don't want to do it all anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to take a career pause. And it was like the way that it, I wasn't retiring. I wasn't like leaving forever. I was taking like a minute to breathe. Word choice is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that actually helped me like swallow it. I agree. Um, and be able to say it out loud. And I remember I gave notice to my boss and she just started to cry. And she was like, I wish I was that brave um, to be able to take that pause. And it is coming from a place of privilege, which I fully understand that I was able to exactly. do that. Um, but in that COVID hit a few months later and my world got kind of rocked for a minute there going from this big corporate job to watching three little kids full time. Um, that was interesting. And by um, watching these, these three little kids, they were actually yours. The universe yeah, is like, yeah, also you have to teach them. So, yeah, yeah. and yeah, babysit. Yeah. Like you yeah. wanted to know what it was like to be home. Yeah, yeah. That was the dream job, Allie. <laughs> right. Um, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to actually live my life really intentionally. And so I wanted to peel back every element of like childcare and housekeepers and like all the, I wanted to do all the jobs to figure out what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. And what I learned is I wanted to be able to put my kids on the bus in the morning and be there with them after school. And in order to achieve that, I can't commute to the city in a traditional job. Um, and, you know, this happened. It kind of happened by accident. Like this wasn't like I didn't write this down as like a goal that I was going to achieve, but I was obsessed with the community here. Um, I think as a mom with a bunch of little kids, you have limited time where, for yourself and every single day that you walk in here as a customer, you felt better when you walked out the door. Agreed. And that just like, that meant everything to me as like a human. And I was like, everyone needs to be able to experience this. I felt like I was like advocating for the brand before I even was. Well, and I think, I think that yeah, it, sure. is, yeah. it is a very specific feeling yeah. to have been a humble powerhouse and then Ironically, just a mom, because just a mom is actually the hardest job of all. Hardest job ever. And you lose yourself yeah. in there because the person that gets lost in that transition is yourself. Yeah. Because you can be a mom without taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Not well, but you can do it. Yeah. Yep. And what happens with women, and we talk about this on a lot of podcasts, we talk about this from a professional aspect. We have so many pressures mm. that we exist living between 
And also we gift to one another by accident yeah. or intentionally. Unfortunately, well, most of us are trying to get away from that. It is really fucking hard yes. to do it all. It okay. Is. And we have, we live in a world where if we don't do it all, we're disappointing everyone and ourselves. Mm. Right. So your choice was enormous and also lonely. Yeah. Well, my entire identity was, was different. My entire identity was a working mom. Yes. All of my friends were career moms. Listen, when I we played tennis, when I moved down here, I wanted to wear a shirt that says I work. <laughs> I'm not here all the time. I know. I'm sorry. I can't sub. I can't sub on Tuesdays from 10 to 12. I have a job. And I felt like I needed to be, Yeah. I don't know, masculine about yeah. it. You know what's interesting is uh, Marissa and I are actually partnering with the Mammoth Moms who are doing a summit in a couple of weeks, which, by the way, shameless plug, buy your tickets. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to be moderating a couple of panels there because – and we talked about this with um, Kate, who founded the event, where this concept of what you're talking about is 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 almost post-COVID, like not as known anymore. That true working mom that's still commuting, that's going into the city. Because right. I feel like so many people are still now trying to be this All the version. Yeah. Um, and so I think, uh, just going back into my... Crisscross applesauce. Um, I'm gonna put my other leg on top just to like even it out. Um, I just feel I just feel like this this conversation is so important because I think you know going from one type of working mom to still being a working mom. So Marissa and I were always this way. We always were what we like to call part time working moms or stay at home working moms. Um, where I was home but never really there, and I always kind of balanced the two. Where I'm at a 9.30, but I'm like literally running somewhere right after, which is also a really hard yeah, thing. Yeah. So I actually weirdly miss yeah. the boundary. So I'm yeah. curious your thoughts on that. Like you're now in front of your boss and partner. Um, Are you my boss? You know, now you're like, you're like, um, I, mean, I miss my job. boundary. We so my friends on LinkedIn, God, I, I wish I could boundary. just go to the city. I, I miss but the city. I have city. no interest in wanting. I don't want to. Be I don't there. want to do it, but I miss it. But That's I, the difference. But the boundary of doesn't yeah. mean you can't romance the past. Sorry, can't help with pickup. Like right. I'm not here. I'm it's no different than Mari saying that you yeah. know maybe she would have liked to have gone to traditional high school, but she wouldn't have had all the things that she's had if she made that choice. Yeah, it's funny. When I was commuting, I used to say like on I would work at home on Fridays, like when I was. I think I worked at home like a couple days a week, even pre-COVID. Facebook was really like great about that. But on Thursday nights when I'd be commuting home, all I wanted to do was to get home to my kids and yeah. like hug them and snuggle them and be there for Fridays and like just be present. But on Monday mornings, all I you wanted like, to do like, was get out. <laughs> Bye-bye. I used to call them mommy days. Yeah. Get mommy days. Um, and we made mommy days so fun. Yeah. Like and then I when I went to work, I was like, boat. bye, everybody. <laughs> Same. Um, Have a nice day, Janet. <laughs> Janet, I love you, Janet. So you'll never listen to this, but I love you the most. When you go into this world where you're working and doing the mom thing and really trying to fit work in between when they're in school, um, it is I went hard. Harder's the wrong. It's hard. It's it still very hard. hard. I try to take lessons from that and apply it here. So like mm. when we were starting this and I was like, to my husband, you need like partner. Like they, they have to be a hundred percent on board or else you fall apart, right? And I was like, yes, I know that you still have this job in the city, but like you, you need to be responsible for the kids Mondays and Fridays. So I still do that Monday morning. So I leave the house before the kids are up Mondays and I come here 
because it's the day that I like think about staffing and I run payroll and I like set myself up for the week with a boundary. Yeah. So that I can like breathe. And frankly, then I can do all the rest of the things. And like the three of us have a standing meeting every Monday afternoon at Ashley's while her kids nap because she has babies too. Right. Um, and so I think you can take lessons from like different moments of your life and apply them. I agree. And now I look at Kaylee and Mari who are in different stages of their life. Right. And you are fortunate to be young millennials Mm. with these incredible women to look up to. Really good childcare too. Yes. (laughs) But in all fairness, you have choices. And this Mm. is when I'm getting to my, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with my next big question or my next big statement that I want to talk about before we get into our wrapping questions. But you look around your community and see women doing things that I did not get to see. Yeah. Okay. And what you take from our example is what you'll breed into the next generation. Agreed. So, you know, what do you think as somebody that, and I, I, I you're not a mom yet, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like, <laughs> I'm not, no. <laughs> just assuming everybody. Um, <laughs> Mario, I know you're not a mom. Um, so, when you think about your dream job and you think about working in this community, you think about your customer, right? There's a lot of this unspoken that we're speaking about that must go into what you love and respect and what's formulating what you want for your futures. Mm. Yeah. What do you think from the community has been one of the most vital things that you've picked up that perhaps you haven't mentioned out loud mm. before? Um, I think it's like time management. I think it's like, I see, we, we see all of these women who come in and out, men and women who come in and out of classes all the time. And they're so good about making sure like they have time for themselves before they have to like go elsewhere. Right. So like I teach a lot of the 5am time slots here. Um, and those, they're so disciplined as far as like getting their work at it because that's, what's good for them. And it sets their day up. Um, so I've definitely taken that away from them as well. And then, like you said, we have a standing meeting and it's at Ashley's house. And like sometimes Allie's kids are there and I'm like, they're just like so incredible about making it work. And I am just now realizing like as I'm getting older that I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, of course you can do like, you know, set your boundaries, but you can do things if you really want to get them done. Yeah. Um, so like you can make time for yourself if you really want to get them done. There's always going to be something that stands in your way, but like why does today have to be the day that it stands in your way? Why can't today like be the day that you start getting things done? Um, that's something that I've really taken away as far as, and I mean, I've, I've seen people, I've been working now at the gym for like six years and I've just seen like the same clients come in and just like grow as people and like see like people who have like been, in class and now in teaching yeah. like Rachel has, um, and others as well, Ava as well, but, um, yeah. Jamie, yeah, it's just so it's been incredible just to like make people, they, they, you just see them get things done. Yeah. Is really yeah. taking I love that. Yeah. And I think what I find so interesting about your job specifically, Mari and Kaylee is, you know, not completely. And we joked about this earlier about the college students that are still home, but like so many of your clients are moms. I mean, that's yeah. just the community mm-hmm. that we live in. And, and I would think that would probably be most fitness communities right. You're outside like metropolitan areas. Yes, yeah. exactly. You, you obviously still have the young people and you have the mom that's students that are local, but like mostly it's moms that are coming into AB. So I find it fascinating and so inspirational for you guys to also still find the joy 
to gift and relate to us and relate to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we talked about Kaylee's playlist, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is why she plays these songs. She she's knows like her laying in bed. She's like, what she's is like, people what like in 1996? She's like, Googling, she's Googling top 10, 1996. She's like, oh, I've heard about this person before. Is it, is, is he dead? <laughs> totally. Um, but I find that so inspirational too. You know, obviously we talk about ins- so. inspiration throughout the, the podcasts, but you know, that in and of itself is inspiring to me as a mom. Like I come into your class and I'm not like, Ugh. you know, I'm like, this is amazing. And I love it. And, and there's so come the freshman. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but I do want to pivot into these last few questions. Cause I know that Allie has a hard stop. Sorry, Allie. Um, she has a fun afternoon ahead. Um, but don't I forget think- the part that I wanted to talk about. What? Cause it, it, it goes to Mari next. So then go ahead. Okay. Um, sorry. I'm interrupting her. I, I wanted to say that, and you didn't get to answer that, but I think she answered for you. And I'll mm-hmm. direct to you, especially with your background. One of the things that also I think is super inspirational for the young millennial, you can actually grow up and want to work in fitness, mm-hmm. right? So, so I'd like to hear from you who had this incredible dream job um, and now working in a community in far from Tokyo, mind you. Um, <laughs> even though Yumi's great. <laughs> Yumi is so good. So good. Oh, Yumi's actually really good. Yumi really good. is so um, good. But did you really? Yeah. What, you had Yumi last night. I thought you had it for breakfast. I was going to be like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, anyway, my point is, is when you think about job, mm-hmm. and there are so many listeners that, you know, want to work in fitness. Sure. When I was growing up, working in fitness was literally personal training. You like were how a personal trainer or the gym teacher. Yes. Like there was, was it, no, right? you either worked at the gym, taught gym in school, PA, PE, yep. like physical education. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or you were a personal trainer. A trainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no other job. And it was because of, I mean, you could, yoga, yoga was existent, right? And mm-hmm. boxing was existent. And then the people at SoulCycle really the started game. boutique fitness, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there at the beginning of that. Shout out to Soul Founders. Yes. But mm-hmm. I think, and, and so much has happened because of efforts like them and right behind them. Sure. When you were thinking about what you wanted to be after, you know, I mean, granted, that mm-hmm. just all happened for you. Yeah. You were literally saying, my resume looks like this. Where would you have applied? Right. Like, you know? Yeah. What do you think of that? Or what would you say to somebody that's an undergrad right now or coming home for a college internship or graduating in the spring mm-hmm. or, or a like relatively new grad? an option for you. Like right. what, what kind of jobs do you think about or do your friends take? Mm-hmm. I definitely think that it's important not to rush into something just because you're like, fuck, I need, oh. That's okay. <laughs> you're gonna be I, I, I did it. Sorry. But you said it with emphasis. So you're yes, gonna say it. Say it well. Yeah. No, 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 like Bleep that out. Um, I, a lot of times, and I freaked out too. I was like, oh my God, I need to apply. I need to find a job. I need to do this and that. And um, I did, you know, study, but abroad online. So I didn't have that college experience either. So, um, it was so scary. It was so scary. But the fact of the matter is like what I said before about, you know, being passionate about what you do and always talking about it. You never know who's around or who's listening. You never know what kind of, you know, things are going to happen that day. My, 
um, sorry to go all the way back to when I was little, but my, a really important story that I wanted to share that my grandmother told me one time. She passed at 101, so she lived a great, beautiful life. But um, she said, let's say that you're walking down the street and you see a piece of garbage on the ground and you don't take those three seconds to throw it away in that trash can. And meanwhile, you know, somebody's coming around the corner, some opportunity that was supposed to happen um, is coming around the corner to to literally meet you at that time if you would have taken those three seconds. But if you don't, you miss it, right? So she told me when I was really little to do something like that every single day. And I think, you know, just surrounding yourself with people that that want you to succeed. Should we ask her right now if this is the garbage can moment? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. What? This is the uh, this is the garbage can moment oh, yeah, of okay. today. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's this listening. Is my garbage can <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um but I I you know, it's it's so important to keep community around and people that make you feel stronger and make you feel uh, like a better person. Um, like Ali said, you know, everybody walks out of here feeling better about themselves. And I don't think there's anything that could replace that feeling. No, honest to God. I agree. And I think, you know, we like to talk about superpowers when we're educating our, you know, clients that we work with specifically on their resumes that are trying to figure out what they want to do. And I, I really feel like you guys have all found, if you didn't already have a superpower before joining AB, you found your superpower by working here, right? Yes. So, um, which is, you know, likely motivating and inspiring and connecting people. And um, that is in and of itself, like, priceless. Mm-hmm. You can't, right? So- Often you find that innately and then you look for jobs that kind of call on that. And then other times you find it at work. Like you're just like, this is actually what I was like meant to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so Kaylee starts at the desk. Like that's such a, to me, that's such an inspiration. You you, you think about how many people we put to work in um, assistant jobs or front desk or reception mm-hmm. and they just say yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, which is my favorite mantra. Say yes. Yeah. Why not? Like just go and see what happens. And you know, here's Kaylee that's working at the desk for folding towels. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait a second. And all of a sudden you look around you and at the people around you and you're like, I could do this. Or like Rachel who started in the class. Um, So I wanted to talk about, you know, just our last two questions surround that topic a little bit, but what keeps you inspired, right? This is hard. You get up and you, so many women in this case, Depending on you. It's five in the morning. It's a flood. It's a snowstorm. Like you taught. Three of your kids are sick. Everybody's sick. You 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 taught multiple classes yesterday. Your kid's sick. What keeps you inspired and coming here all the time? Um, Let's start with Ashley, actually. Um, What keeps you going? I mean, honestly, it's the community. (laughs) It is. Um, See? I mean, it's what made AB what it is. Um, and these women are just inspiring every single day. And like we said, Kaylee, like started at the desk. She was amazing from day one. But like what she's become is just like incredible to me. A and local Rachel, liberty, too, as you call you, it. like okay. are just insane. <laughs> um, so I just feel very lucky every day, like just lucky. I love being here. I love the community. And yeah. And you and you met each challenge and new stage of your life yeah. with your brand. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got married under this 
umbrella. You've had no, babies. During should COVID. we should we go back and talk about how Ashley doesn't like the camera and all of COVID? She had to get in front of the camera and teach classes virtually. Yeah, yeah that was not fun. That was well, a crazy pregnant. time. Because and I was pregnant. Also, pregnant. You, know. you didn't want to you didn't want to let your community down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, it all comes back to the community. That so way. I would yeah. say, do you do you? I would give your superpower. Um, and I don't know if you've thought about what your superpower is, but you are strong. So strong. Literally. Like the definition of strong (laughs) slash leading, right? So you may not have wanted to hop on the mic. Yeah. (laughs) But you didn't want to let however hundreds of people go wayward into the the night. And you've led them from one place to another while growing yourself. Yeah. That's strength. Yes. Literally, not kettlebell strength. Actual strength. So, I feel like kettlebell strength. I feel like most people see her as strong, like physically, because Mm -hmm. she was a D1 swimmer and she's like, you know, can do all the things like burpees and all the workout things necessary. (laughs) Yeah. But she built this business for 10 years. I mean, with others, but really by herself in Mm -hmm. terms of all the things that go into owning and operating a business, it's like unseen work. Yeah. And she just quietly powers through and shows up every single day. And I mean, it's wild to watch. And has been totally able to like adapt, like as it's grown, like as everyone has grown, as we've like picked up more instructors, as we've like picked up more classes, like we've picked up more locations. It's just like the ability to pivot behind the scenes has been. Yeah. Her disposition is always like this? Always. Yes. Always. So calm. And unchanged. It's, so, so it's like, a, like a warm blanket. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. I don't know. If I I'm not that. sure I would describe like, it. She's just like, like a like, like, that. Oh. In the most loving way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it. Like yeah. I would well, just from, say she's from, from so distance. So, well, so, so we actually talked about the superpower last night, and I think her word... Yeah, it was con- just consistency. I just... That's what I like, thought. Yeah, yeah. That is exactly yeah, what I said always. to Gary last yeah, night. Because like, Ashley's is consistency. I was like, adaptability, strength. I'm like, consistency. So you know what? I think... I Take think, it. I think that is a, a compliment for sure. Because that is, as a leader, you know, Merce and I have run several brands. And it is... It's very hard to lead if you're not consistent. Right? And disciplined. And disciplined. Mm-hmm. And yeah. both of us are the opposite of that. Uh, but we've still been very successful. But it is very hard. We have? I mean, we're getting there. Um, but I, I just feel like it's... it's we're getting there. We're, getting there. we're warming up. We're, we're warming. Um, Hilarious. But I do think that consistency is key, obviously, when it comes to leadership. So that's a huge compliment to hear from your peers, I'm yes, sure. for sure. Um, actually, I'd love to hear from each of you what you decided was your superpower when you were looking at the questions. Rachel, what did you think is your own? Um, so for my own, I actually I polled people. <laughs> perseverance no, so yes but I think that mine is um connection mm. I think like I think that's my superpower I think that I I I go out of my way because I know how it feels to be unseen mm. right in the in something like this and just to make it to connect so that it can become accessible and empowering for everyone mm. I think that's I think connection is my superpower that's a great superpower I love that what about you Molly I'm going to say mine is kindness. I really like to keep kindness in my heart and treat people with kindness and maybe they can take it with them throughout the day. Um, Allie's like, I I I got to go. Give your superpower. I would say I'm a builder. 
Um, I like can see the end kind of goal and idea pretty quickly and then I can organize to get there pretty fast. And I feel like I've done that in every element of my life, sometimes to the detriment of my well-being or my peers. (laughs) Um, But I would say I just like to build. That's a great asset to have it is. building a business. Yes. Mm-hmm. So look at your you look well let Kylie answer and then I'll, I'll Kaylee, make my big statement. What do you what's your, your I don't know if I have a superpower, but I Allie always says that my superpower is my ability to turn it on. Oh yeah. yeah. It is. So superpower. Why don't we ask Kaylee what time she got home last night from her <laughs> ski trip? I was reading these questions at 2 a.m. when I got home from my flight. <laughs> um no I um I just think that I and like going back to like inspiration, I think that a big reason that like the community like you want to come back to it all the time is like I personally like the look I see on people's faces when they leave class. So the ability to just leave whatever it is that I have going on in my own life to like be in there in the moment in the room to show up for everybody else, um, I think is my superpower. I actually think that as the, like the only non-instructor sitting here, like what each of these people and the rest of the team that's not here today, they show up and no matter what is happening in their lives and lives are, our lives are hard. Everyone's life is hard. Yes. They show up every single day with a smile on their face for the community. Mm. And I think it makes all the difference. Right? Well, because yeah. if you vibe attracts tribe. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. And when you bring light, it spreads light. A hundred percent. These are not me being woo woo. These are facts. Yeah. That is fact. Right. Yeah. So you look at the people that you've hired yeah. or surrounded yourself by mm-hmm. as somebody that is, consistent and strong you have somebody that emits kindness somebody that provides connection somebody that's a builder and somebody that knows how to turn it on yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. and that's just all sitting right here yeah so yeah you know, that doesn't even include the rest of the staff. yeah no so many more and, yeah. and i mean really what you create in this room and in the other room then goes out into the community mm-hmm. and each little bit of good you do for every person means that they bring a little bit of good to what they do. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it doesn't last past 11 a.m. Let's be fair, <laughs> yeah. but you try. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think you go back tomorrow to try again. Yeah. Right. You try again because you're consistent and we never give up. Um, but I really, it's I true. think it's true, but that collective energy makes, I mean, this is what, I mean, Jamie and I are self, described light workers you're healers mm. so overarchingly you're trying to make the human experience a little bit better better yes yeah, yeah. and Definitely. that's what working in fitness is yeah mm-hmm. trying and to make I it better because it's really gritty one of a the lot of it, it one of the things i was looking forward to most about this conversation is that instructor or not instructor or not we're all coaches that's what yeah. we're doing with mm-hmm. our lives right and marissa and i have made a career out of coaching and so have all of you and that means that we have an innate skill or a skill that we found in over our careers of wanting to help others succeed. Yeah. Right? My nose is drunk. Um, I was like, something is dropping down. Right <laughs> <laughs> You're really happy like you went live, aren't you? Oh, I'm chilling. I'm cold floor. I'm not chilling. No, I'm just chilling all of a sudden. But I, I really feel like we have found, uh, like all of us have found this collection of wanting to help others succeed. And that is why we have our podcast. That is why we have our business. That is why you have your business and why you've inspired these lovely women to join you in that mission. And our last question, which is our favorite, my favorite. Perfect light. Perfect segue. Thank you. Um, besides the nose. Um, yeah, other is, than your nose dripping <laughs> and the public announcement about it. I I feel like we, when we are coaching our clients, 
we talk a lot about having a dream crush, which is what we have coined the, the concept of having a crush on a company, on a person that you would want to be like mm-hmm. and want to do maybe in your life as a career. So, you know, we highlight this because this story or these collective stories might become a crush for you. And you're like, you know what? I want to do that. Or like, maybe I want to work for Ashley or maybe I should reach out or let me at least make sure I'm following them on Instagram and going on LinkedIn and seeing what they're up to. And that to us is kind of what we coach our people to do. So like, if you have a crush on Allie Kane's story, like you should be following her on LinkedIn and see how she got here. Or like, you should make sure you're following Ride on Instagram so you can kind of see what they're up to. That's a lot of the coaching kind of behind the scenes, but the concept of the crush is really innately trying to figure out what you want to do and how you get there. So we take this minute at the end of the podcast to talk about other crushes in the community or out there, whether it's your teachers that you've learned from, or, you know, for us, AB is a crush. You know, Mm -hmm. we have a crush on you. We are customers. We think what you are doing is amazing, which is why we wanted you on the podcast. And I followed up with Allie many times and Rachel was like, you know what we should do? I'm like, I've been asking Allie for um, weeks um, since this space opened. I'm like, we'll do it in here. We can do it under the sign. Um, So here we are. Uh, But do you guys have any other questions? Like whether it's in the community or elsewhere, uh, we like to shout them out. We'll tag them when we post the episode because our listeners want to hear more of what Kaylee likes and what Rachel likes. And so if you want to, I know it's hard to, I mean, I listen to everything Rachel says. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to choose just one. And obviously as light workers and people who shine light, we post about them probably yes. anyway. Yes. Um, but you know, tell us your, you, anybody can take it first. If you have one that you'd like to share. I have a couple of crushes. Please. Okay. I have a huge, I have a huge while crush. You girls, while you're thinking it can be a local crush mm-hmm. or like a big crush. I, I'll give a local and a big. Yeah, okay. I like it. Okay. So my local crush is Amanda Feinstein. She's my yoga teacher. She, I, when I was so, so broken, still in my like brace, when I was allowed to touch my foot down, I did her class modified in my house. And like the things she says about conscious living and, um, conscious movement, conscious eating, just living your life consciously has completely brought me to where I am today. And she inspires me always. Um, and then, yeah, Amanda, where does Amanda teach out of? Um, she teaches, she has her own business, Jandy yoga, and she's, she's all over. Like she goes to the fort. She teaches at evolution athletics. We do restorative workshops here with her. Um, she's just, she's, she's so accessible. Yeah. Anyone could take her class and get something amazing out of it. No matter what your level of fitness or movement is. I did it so, so broken. Yeah, she's, she's such a gift um, and, and a light spreader. And um, and then my other, my non-local crush would be Adrian Rabina, who trained me in bar eclipse. She is the most woke in the most beautiful way human being that I've ever seen in the fitness industry. She's so inclusive and um, inspiring always, like through her movement and taking like things like what Ashley does and things like yoga and just all these different elements and just making them into this like empowering accessible form of movement that has allowed me to be fit again and by the way she responds oh yeah oh i know she's so responsive you have a question and she like literally writes you back so i think i'm taking a pelvic floor seminar with her soon 
Ooh, I was like, I'm so excited. She has that. She, you know what? She has Mar- like Mari's energy. Yeah, like she, does. she does. She yes. does. Very just, similar. Just, there's Gora. nothing. She's a beautiful woman. Yes. In beautiful shape. And there's yes. nothing intimidating about her. Nothing. That is you so look important. at her and you're literally yes. like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no, there's she's no build safe. up. She's safe. She's safe. She want, you want to be around her. Yes. And I, I, I see that for you. Yes. Yeah. She's my crush. I love it. Mari, what about you? I have a crush on Kaylee Savage. <laughs> <laughs> local crush. Same. Very local. Micro local. Since day one, She's I was like, kidding. oh my God, if Kaylee tells me to do, I will do it. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, what? Uh, Taylor Swift lyrics. I have to memorize all, every Taylor Swift song. <laughs> but I just want to be as amazing as her and um, train people like she does. She fucking makes people work, man. Yeah, so I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> Even though I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Kaylee when I grow up. That's, that's a good crush. I love that crush. I really don't have it. <laughs> Besides your alarm. Any other businesses locally that you like can't survive without that like make Maybe your as a day mom. easier? As a mom or like as a business owner? Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yes. Actively <laughs> saving Ashley's life. <laughs> um yes i mean uh dunkin donuts definitely won <laughs> um see caffeine she she eats and drinks oh, yeah. very much uh, we were joking that free people was probably one of our i was gonna like, say that's that. a good oh, one yeah. that's a great yeah. one yeah. and that and that's what you use for all she's wearing it right now right now yeah. yeah. yes. yes. we all are oh, and sorry yep. <laughs> yeah. sponsor us please Yes, their, their brand is actually kind of, it's been wild like yeah. free people's been around for such a long time yeah free people movement movement mm-hmm. and it blew up I, it, in from my perspective overnight but everything they do on like instagram it's beautiful like yeah. we just watch it from like it is beautiful it's aesthetically beautiful brand. aesthetic it's yes. Ageless. Yes. It yeah. Is, yeah yeah and it's, it's relatively well priced it is well yeah it is and so um i think they just do such a good job on instagram um, yeah, that, that was the. There were Phil- yeah. oh, the Philadelphia. Philadelphia based, based. Mm-hmm. but Free People's been around forever. A long time. Forever. And by the way, for yeah. somebody as a, that worked in fashion for a long time, it was not easy to work in fashion if you didn't live in New York, right? Yeah. Right? right. And and they established their business and a few other businesses out there, and they had like a real presence in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and I think that speaks volumes in and of itself. If you think about a business that's grown through the generations and they just know how to then adapt, Mm -hmm. um, and be consistent for their customer. But I do think like in the days of social media, this is a good point. when you're running a small business and you have a crush on free people. And so often I think people are like, well, you know, their aesthetic is so beautiful and I really am inspired by it, but you don't do anything about it. And I think one of the things that's really important to remember is like, Without copying them, you could use that as inspiration. inspiration. Like, you know what? They did this like grid thing, and maybe we should try to do that for our business because it worked for them. It's flattery. It's, just, it's yeah. flattery. Exactly. Yeah. Imitation yeah. is the best form yeah. of flattery. If you find inspiration or your crushes are doing something super cool, give it a go. Or maybe DM them and yeah. find And also, them. by the way, working in fitness or fashion, yep. there's a good brand. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah, or like Bala. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We love company. Beautiful. I mean, that's an ability to work in fashion and fitness yeah. and combine your interests. Yeah. I love that. So with free people, are you hybriding your, your crush? I'll do, I'll do big and small. So yes, hybrid on the big brand. Um, and I hadn't thought about this until I was sitting right here and it's mm-hmm. going to sound so cheesy, but like I was a customer long before I worked and was like 
part owner here, AB, like I had yeah. the biggest crush on this place yeah, and same. just figuring it out and being a part of the community. And like, yeah, when I say that I would like advocate and bring people yes, and like same. megaphone, it made my yeah. life better every single day yeah. that I was here yeah. and a huge crush. And yeah. I love that for you and for your audience, because you were not just a small town local person. Just right. a small town girl. I told you I would do it again. <laughs> Jamie. Um, it was the first place that I found. That you were able to here. land from the island. Yes. Yes. A hundred. And it took me, I mean, a few years before I walked in the doors. I think Rachel probably introduced yeah. me. To, I would drive by it on my way home every day. Like, uh, I was like, oh, oh really? Spin, yeah. spin in the suburbs. It's going to be awful. I no. was an early soul cycle person. <laughs> yeah. Same. Uh, I was like, and I no was way. Like, oh, my God, it's good. <laughs> and then yeah. I took Katie's class. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, I can find it here. I just, you know, yeah. it's just, I was exactly the yep. same way. I was like, nope, it's not going to work. Snob City. Jaded Manhattan girls. Yeah. And Rachel, and it was actually Rachel who we met at the gone where our kids went to school. And she's like, no, 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 no. Trust me. Come take Kaylee. And I took (laughs) Kaylee's class. And it turns out it was Kaylee and Rachel on the podium together. So I got, oh my gosh. Like, double trouble. trouble. It was at the old studio. And I was like, I found it. And then COVID happened. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I didn't go back for two years. And then you just spent three years inside. I do love my Peloton. Okay. I do. I have a crush on Peloton too. I do. And it helped me through COVID. But literally, I went to that class. You guys did did it together. And then I was like, it was like, it it was like right or like it was closing the studio or something. And I was like, cool, cool. Like, see you never. And then ride <laughs> open and very of it. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny just like thinking too when I said that AB was my crush. I think back to like six years ago when I started working out here. I had been private training with Ashley at like five in the morning. And they announced this thing called a fit trip to Nantucket. Mm-hmm. And I brought this flyer home. I'm like, Sean, to my husband, I'm like, I'm going to go on this trip. I can't <laughs> wait. And meanwhile, I like, it's just wild. How yeah. Yeah. Here you are. I remember. Yeah. All right. So like, Allie's crush is AB. Can you top that, Kaylee? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I can definitely pay you back off of that. Again, like, I, I feel like I was not from here. So like, not, I wasn't in the city, but like, I didn't know anybody when I got here. So I agree. Like the reason that I think I've been here for as long as I have now is because like, I'm addicted to the people that are here the way that everyone is like the, how the community has grown the family that's here. Um, I'm definitely, um, I definitely have a crush on everybody, but I will shout out Jen Hoagland. I have a crush on Jen Hoagland. She's one of our instructors. Um, she is just like, when you feel like when I'm like, I need, um, sunshine. I'm like, somebody help me SOS. And like Jen is the gal, um, that I go to for that. So that's a great one. She's a good local crush. Yeah. She is a good local crush. She She lives in Mammoth Beach. She's a light spreader. She's at 5am. She's like, So, you know, I have to set an alarm for sunshine. Yeah, I guess I have to set an alarm for that. All right. Well, this, this has been such a joy. Is there anything that we didn't get to touch on that you guys, when prepping the questions, I know, obviously, you know, we bounce around a lot. That's kind of how this all goes down, but you know, didn't get a chance to say anything you have coming up that you want to make sure that the audience knows about fit trip, things Mm -hmm. like that. Valentine's Um, day. You have any Valentine's day stuff. We have Valentine's day. Talk about before we wrap. Yeah, Galentine. We, we have two Galentine's Day events. Um, talk about community and like coming together. So Rachel's actually leading a tone event on Tuesday, February thirteenth here. And Love it. Haley at the same time. 
is hosting a Galentine's ride over at Ride in Fairhaven. Where that's a little bit of rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> How does one choose? Maybe How does one choose? After, maybe we'll all meet up after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's always like a good time for everyone to come together. Uh, yes, we will do fit trips. We'll we'll talk about those more in the spring. Uh, awesome. We'll go back to Montauk again this year. Maybe add something else into the mix. Um, but yeah, no yeah. exciting things coming. Very. Something for everyone. Something for everyone, <laughs> for sure. This was such a pleasure, you guys. And long yeah. overdue. Thank you so much. We're so happy that you were here. Thank you to Christian at Shared Universe <laughs> you, for Christian. doing our sound. Thank you, Christian. Thank you to everyone Thank for listening. You. And also, um, I just want to say, I know that we stay live on Facebook the whole time just because so many people like to listen that way, especially when it's like middle of the day. Um, this episode will drop anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, depends on Shared Universe, but usually takes a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then we'll make sure to promote it. Tag all of our crushes. Make sure you guys all have access to it. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. See you next time on the Dreamcatchers. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I? If you're chasing a dream or looking to add the sparkle to an existing one, reach out. Let us help you turn your light on. You can learn more at www.thedreamcatchers.life or find us on Instagram at thedreamcatchers23. Let's get dreaming.